It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvin Zahn and with Mike Molyneux. Patriots season, the players are starting to report in the coming weeks, and we've got a, we've got a schedule that I wouldn't be shocked if it changes, but we've got a schedule kind of laid out of when things are going to happen. And if there's one takeaway from that schedule, guys, it's that this is going to be some wildly, wildly sloppy football over the first few weeks of the year. No preseason. There's like, I think, eight uh, eight to 12 padded practices, and then you guys are just going to play football games. Like, there is going to be some sloppy-ass football in these first few weeks of the season. But looking at the Patriots, there was, I feel like when Jared Stidham was projected, predicted, assumed quarterback, there was some level of optimism from some people. I think we kind of tried to, there was, there was, there was a little bit, we were trying to talk ourselves into it, but now the cans here, the level of optimism has taken a massive jump, you know, 2015 MVP, you know, Cam Newton, but looking at the rest of the team. Is there any other reason other than Cam to be optimistic about this New England Patriots team? And if there is a reason to be optimistic about this New England Patriots team, just again, looking around the roster, what is that reason for optimism? Marvin, start with you. What do you think? Yeah. When you look at this Patriots team, one thing everyone spoke about, and one thing we already knew going in was this defense is solid. You know, it wasn't as high-powered as it looked when they were 8-0. But they were still a good defensive team. One thing that they were lacking was they were slow. They were a slow team. When Once they started facing speed and started facing quarterbacks that were mobile, like a la Lamar Jackson, or you started facing running backs who can catch from the outside, you could see that the linebackers weren't up to speed. You know, the Calvin Noyes, Hightower. They're old, too. They were an old defense. defense. Now you're talking about a linebacker crew led by Chase Winovich, in the up and coming, having a new coming of linebackers. You got Chase Winovich going into his second year. We've seen how the energy he he brings to the team. And you you draft Uche and you draft Jennings. And I'm especially Jennings, I'm very excited for a guy in Alabama four years and he gets to he gets to the ball carrier. So I think that this linebacker core right here with these young guys is something to really look at and be optimistic about for this Patriots team. Cause you're bringing in new blood now. You know like like Nick said, this team was older. You know, the Calvin Noise, those guys were great enough. But once they started talking boogeymen, we started to see how slow they really were. They were really moving. <laughs> so you're going to bring in some new new heat onto this team. And they're versatile as well. You know how Belichick likes 
the, his linebackers versatile. Sometimes you might see them all the way up to the safety line like Jennings, or sometimes you might see them in the on the defensive line like Uche. He's my or, or Chase Winovich. So I like how versatile this linebacker crew is, and you still got Hightower there, who's like the quarterback of the team on the defense, who can direct and lead the lead the way. So that's what I'm excited about. And I mean, just just based off what they did last year and who's returning, and you've got you've got a Madden 99 overall playing uh, playing cornerback for you, Stephon Gilmore. Which, by the way, when that came out, and I, I tweeted this out, I still love, and I'm one of the idiots too, okay, but I still love that when Bill Belichick went out day one of free agency, threw a ton of money at Stephon Gilmore. People were like, "Are you kidding me? What about Malcolm Butler? You got a guy here, and now." We're watching one of the, if not one of the, the best cornerback in the league. So I don't know. Listen, I don't know how Bill Belichick does this, but Bill Belichick knows when a guy is going to be an absolute stud, and he found that in Stephon Gilmore. And just him alone should give you that confidence in the defense. Mike, reason for optimism: A, is there any? And B, what is it? I think there's definitely now a reason for optimism, much more than there was before. When you look at uh, the current group of wide receivers that this team has. I said it on the show that we previously done that. Obviously, you look at the guys that the Patriots have at that position. Are they, you know, top five, top ten in the league? Probably not. But at the same time, you're looking at a lot of guys on this roster that play wide receiver that have a lot to prove. Julian Edelman, who was, you know, Tom Brady's go-to guy for the last couple of years, and in being so you know, turned into probably one of the, the better uh, wide receivers in the league. And, you know, the numbers that he's had in the postseason over the years. Uh, now that Brady's gone, is he still that guy that has been putting up those numbers over the years? You have a guy like Muhammad Sanu, who was a pr- pretty solid uh, receiver throughout his career. But, you know, he came to New England last season and just injuries slowed him down and hampered. He just looked like a bum and a lot of people were upset or still probably upset at at why the Patriots acquired him last season when they could have got somebody else. He has a lot to prove. Um, Nikhil Harry, the Patriots don't usually take chances on wide receivers so early in the draft, and when they have in the past, it hasn't worked out. But people are still waiting to see if Nikhil Harry is that guy that the Patriots saw and, and, and can he possibly turn into something that can develop with this team over the next couple of seasons. When I look at the wide receivers, again, I'm looking at a group of guys and those three names specifically that have a lot to prove. Obviously, you know, you go further down the depth chart, you know, was Jacoby Myers, is he still, can he still be a piece maybe? I don't know. Um, you go down the line of other guys that they brought up, brought along who are just trying to make it on the team or stay on the roster or whatnot. But I think of those top three guys, those three names they have a lot to prove, and my optimism is pretty high because I think when you have a combination of a quarterback already in Cam Newton who's coming in with a lot to prove, a team already with the head coach and an offensive coordinator who have a lot to prove because their all-time great QB is now gone, can they still be successful? The Patriots season and players on this team just have a lot to prove all around, and I'm optimistic, especially when I look at those wide receivers, those top three guys who I figure to see at the top of the depth chart going into the season. See, in – there's another question mark in the wide receiver group in Marquise Lee. That is true. Right? He's, he's on the Patriots roster now, and he's a major question mark. I think that if he pans out the way that he potentially could, you've got a weapon that you got on the cheap. 
But if he doesn't, then he's just another guy that the Patriots brought in who didn't work out at the receiver position. I was going to talk about I've been I've been I was bouncing back and forth between receivers, offensive line and running backs. So you already grabbed receivers. I'm going to go with offensive line because I think it ties in with the running backs. And I think they're a reason to be optimistic because as it stands right now, they're healthy. And I will say this until I die. This Patriots offensive line, the way they are put together right now, is one of the top, I'll say four, best offensive lines in the NFL when they're all healthy, when they're all clicking. I've got a lot of high hopes in Isaiah Wynn as long as he's healthy. Joe Tooney is one of the top two, I would say, best in the league, at least top three best in the league at left guard. David Andrews is coming back. Hopefully he stays healthy. Obviously, you worry about him with the COVID issues. Uh, Shaq Mason have a bounce back year. Marcus can have a bounce back year. If that offense, if that offensive line can click, not only are you going to protect Cam Newton in his first year in New England, probably his only year in New England, but we talk about this all the time with Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle has a lot of talent, but his success is all based on how the offensive line plays. We saw that two seasons ago in the playoffs when that offensive line went on that playoff run where they were spectacular, spectacular. Sony Michelle also at the same time, had a spectacular run throughout those playoffs, and a lot of that is because of how good that offensive line played. So if the offensive line plays the way that they can play, because there's a ton of talent across the board there, not a lot of depth, but there's a lot of talent there across the board, then your running backs are also going to see success, especially a guy like Sonny Michel, who's entering year three, definitely had another down year last year, so you hope that he can step up this year in year three, but if the offensive line plays well against Sony Michelle has a good chance to really show up this year and not be a disappointment on my fantasy football team. And then you still have James White and you've got Damian Harris. I like that guy. Unleash, unleash Damian Harris. Unleash him. I would love to see Damian Harris have a breakout year in year number two. That would be excellent. It probably means a guy like Rex Burkhead may be gone. See ya. But honestly, whatever. If those three guys can produce, that's going to make this offense that much more lethal. Your dual threat. You've got a running game and you've got a passing game, hopefully, as long as Cam Newton uh, is healthy enough to throw the football consistently. So that is my pick. Offensive line, if they are healthy, it's only going to help improve the running game and improve that offense. It's going to make, I, I think, a healthy offensive line will take that offense and move them a full step forward. All right, this is the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvin Zahn and with Mike Molyneux, looking around the AFC, if you asked this maybe a month ago now before the Cam Newton signing, has it been a month? I don't know. Uh, if you look back prior to the Cam Newton signing and we asked this question, answer might have been a little different. Maybe not too different, but it would have been a little different. With Cam Newton on this football team, and as players start reporting in the next coming weeks, guys, looking at the AFC as a whole, not AFC East, the entire conference, where would you put the Patriots ranked out of the entire AFC? Mike, let's start with you. What do you think? Patriots are ranked as the third best team in the AFC. That is where I have them. And that is solely because they added possibly the best free agent quarterback that was out there in Cam Newton. Obviously, you know, Madden probably says otherwise with his, his rating as a 78. But let's be honest. Out of the three, they've got Gronk. They've got sorry. They've got Gronk at ninety-five. The Madden ratings this year, Madden is a little little tipsy turvy this year. But anyways, if you talk about the best possible options when free agency started at quarterback, 
with, with talent and history, Cam Newton's at the top of that list. Obviously, people just look at his last couple of seasons and don't think that. But Patriots arguably got the best available quarterback in free agency. You add him to this team, again, it's the New England Patriots. Yes, they lost Brady, but they replaced him with somebody pretty damn good. And let's just say, you know, I know I don't want to go back too much, but if Brady didn't leave this team and they worked something out, he was still on his team, I would still have him at, in the same position. But, you know, he's gone. They replaced him with somebody pretty damn ta talented and who could add a little bit more to the offense. I have them right there behind uh, Kansas City, Baltimore. I think Houston is, is teetering, but if I had to pick between Houston and New England, I'm taking New England because I still feel as if, you know, they're coached much better in New England. And, you know, the talent, the, the team chemistry, the Patriot way is all still there. That has been carrying this team to success over the last 10, 20 years. So right now, with the way it's set up going into the 2020 season, I have the Patriots third behind Kansas City and Baltimore as the third best team in the AFC. Yeah, and, and the thing is, Houston's definitely the wild card because you have no idea. They are, they are such – they've got Brandon Cooks now. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. But they are such a wild card team, especially because of who their quarterback is. Deshaun Watson is an excellent quarterback. I would – he's somebody that when I got way too excited, and it's, it definitely was unrealistic, I would have loved to see Deshaun Watson end up as a New England Patriot. But obviously that's not going to happen. The guy is so talented – but you brought up the coaching. They seem to be just like a regular season team. So if we're talking regular season, I think it might be a different story between the Patriots and the Texans than it might be if you talk about the playoffs between the two teams. All right, Marvel, let's jump over to you. What do you think? Patriots are a top five team. There's a bunch of there's, there's a there's question marks with the Patriots, and there's question marks with a lot of teams with the AFC. Obviously, you have the hierarchy, Kansas City, Baltimore Ravens. I still have Texans there at number three. Due to the fact that you don't know what you still don't know what you're getting out of King Newton health wise, how is he gonna fit into this Patriots system? That's all stuff you gotta wait and see and find out. And then Patriots are that bubble team with the Buffalo Bills, with um Pittsburgh having Big Ben back, with the Indianapolis Colts. That's top they're in they're in that area right now, in my eyes, and top five teams in the AFC. Can they make a run and become a top three or number two seed in the AFC, yes. It's very possible when you have a guy like Cam Newton and for the reasons that Mike said. But right now, there's so many. There's still question marks out there. We can all do the last segment and say what we're optimistic about, but we still got to be realistic about what this team was last year and who you brought in and how they're going to gel and everything like that. So on paper, shit, everything looks nice. Things look nice. It looks sweet. But let's see how it goes. Patriots are a top five team right now. Dude, and that's the thing. There's just so many question marks with this team. I'm excited as hell for Cam Newton. But like everybody else, I have no idea what he's going to look like this year. No idea. Am I, am, am I ready to see this guy turn into electric Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform? Yeah, of course. I was at that game where the Panthers spanked the Patriots a couple years ago. That sucked to watch, but he's fun as hell to watch. In regards to the AFC, I put him ahead. The, I put him ahead of the Bills. I'm with you, Marv. I right now it's close, but I would put the Texans at number three. Again, only because their track record. How we know how good Deshaun Watson is, but four and five, and I think there's a team that people are kind of just letting slip through the cracks. Tennessee? No, the Colts. 
Oh, and then that was. I brought up the Colts. Oh, you did. Okay, sorry. I must have just missed it. Phil Rivers. Bubble. Phil Rivers. Yeah, they're they are one of those bubble teams too because you've got. I think the Colts, especially last year, if they had a good, if they had Andrew Luck, like they thought they were gonna before the season, before he just retired before the season, I think they would have been a legit top team in the AFC. Now, bringing in Philip Rivers, you kind of can revisit that a little bit and go, huh? Okay, the Colts could be a surprising contender in the AFC, but because again, I mean, they're a question mark too. After the top three, it's just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question. Mark. I brought up Titans. That's a team I, I totally forgot about. That's another team right now I put over the Patriots. Jeez. See, what worries me about the Titans is Ryan Tannehill. Right, but they, he went up head-to-head against Brady. That's true. That's true. <sighs> oh, man. that was the last, the last Tom Brady memory in New England is going to be Tom Brady and the Patriots losing to Ryan Tannehill. I was on vacation. I've, I've been pretty confident about I was about at a wedding <laughs> pretty confident about a lot of games throughout my life, but I was never more confident than that wild card game in Gillette versus the Tennessee Titans. And that was so bad. That was so it was so hard to watch. And it was like it wasn't even a fun game to watch. It was boring too. It sucks. It's terrible. terrible. And they've got Derrick Henry on a new contract. So the Titans are gonna be good. That's what I mean. There's so many after the top three, it's just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I my I just don't trust Ryan Tannehill enough to put him above the Patriots right now. But yeah, you're right. The, the, he whooped their ass last year in the playoffs. So if I had to put the Patriots right now in the AFC, I guess I would go four, but it's very close with the Patriots. I've got I've got a lot of hope in the Colts. I think the Colts are sitting right there at number five. And you know what? I'll put the Colts tied with the Titans. I'll put those three teams right there on top of each other. Oh, no argument from me. No. And even the Bills, I mean, look, I've said this, I've said this a million times here. Great, you got Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen has to hit Stephon Diggs in the hands with the football for him to catch it. So Hey man, Josh I, Allen could develop. This is he's going into his third year. Hey, prove me wrong. Would I love to see it? No, not really. <laughs> but sure, I'll see it, I guess. CLNS Media, Patriots Roundtable, Nick Qualley and Marvazan, Mike Molino. Guys. We are inching towards the season. It is mid-July. Listen, shout out to us for coming up with these topics every week. Shout out to us, especially before Cam Newton. If Cam Newton did not get here, I have no idea what the hell we would be talking about right now. Nick Qualia, Marvzon, Mike Mono. Guys, follow us on Twitter. There's our Twitter handles, I think. If not, again, I look like a moron for pointing down at nothing. We will talk to you next week, guys. Thank you for watching, for watching, and thank you for listening on iTunes.